Good morning, everyone. What is one thing you've learned during this pandemic? What are the things you've learned to live with out? And what are the things you realize just how much you absolutely need? It's always good to sit down and reflect on how our life is going and the things that we are doing, how we can improve on these. This is a good principle to follow regardless if things are going well or whether we're going through difficult times. However, difficult times force us. They shake us up and they force us to slow down. Hopefully all of us have learned something during these past few months. It's very important as a family to discuss these things, to discuss not only what you're doing, but the principles behind what you are doing. What are your values and whether your actions are guiding your values. This helps us share and learn from each other and this also helps us to grow even closer to each other. One of the valuable lessons I've learned during my life and which was reinforced during this tough time, which we're still going through, it's not over yet, is to always be prepared for change and challenges. Life does not owe us anything, and we sometimes feel it does. Life does not owe us stability. Life does not owe us any of the comforts we take for granted, like jobs, electricity, water, or even money. The more we think that life owes us, the less likely we are able to manage change and to handle change, especially difficulties. Change is not only important, we should expect change as a natural course of life and be ready today to be ready for it. For those who are younger, I hate to tell you, prepare for at least five major ch tragedies or challenges in your life. At least five. For those who are older, hopefully that number is low, but maybe you've had more than five. But think back at the challenges and the shakeups you've had and reflect how you have dealt with them. Reflect on how well you were prepared before them and reflect on whether you could have been better prepared. Most important, what did you learn and how did you grow during these difficult times? Sometimes there are little sayings in life that really help us through. One of them related to this for me is that it's not what happens to you in life that what matters, it's how you deal with it. It's your attitude towards the things around you that makes or breaks you. Hopefully the other important lesson we all learned during this time, and we're still learning, is that regardless of how much or how little money we have, there are, uh, there are other things in life that are far more important. For example, time with our family. We've hopefully we've realized by spending more time with our family that relationships are more important than any of the things that we can gather or we gather and the things that we, we, we feel we need to hold on to. Both these, both these texts from today's liturgy, the gospel and the epistle, 
show us some important things in life, the foundations of life. For example, in the Gospel of Matthew, a text that really should shake all of us up. In fact, this was one of the verses, um, how shall I put it, uh, not only shook me up, obsessed me and possessed me in high school. Because what are some of the principles that we are surrounded with in life is that you need to be successful, you need to acquire wealth, you need to acquire popularity, which is sometimes associated with money and comfort, etc. Which, in a sense, a lot of those things, it's good to have a good reputation, it's good to be financially stable. But when you read this passage, it should shake you up. It should shake up that, all those principles and, and help us realize that that is not what is most important. Let's look at this passage from the Gospel of Matthew in a little more detail because hopefully it's one of the lessons that we've learned during this time. A young man approaches Jesus and tells him, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? First mistake, what do I need to impress you, Jesus, so that when I die, I will have gained enough points for you to open up the gate? Wrong. So Jesus, in a sense, says, you know, at least start by doing good things. At least keep the commandments. And the young man, like all of us who try to kind of maneuver around a difficult conversation, he says, which one, which of the commandments would you like me to, to keep? And of course, we know that there are Ten Commandments, and this man knew that there were Ten Commandments. But Jesus starts with the ones that are very obvious. Don't kill anyone. It's kind of obvious, right? Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. The great thing and the nuance that we have to notice in, this, in the way that Jesus answers is that Jesus did not give all the Ten Commandments. He says, start somewhere. Start at the basics. And in fact, Jesus omits the commandments that have to do with God. He says, at least just treat people around you in a more or less decent way. Let's start there and then we'll continue the conversation later on. So the young man who thinks he's very witty, sometimes that happens with us, regardless of how young or old we are when we're negotiating with God. He says, all of these I have observed, every single one of them. I've always told the truth. I've always honored my parents. I've always loved my neighbor as myself. Jesus says, okay, fine. I'm not going to argue with that. But then Jesus says to him, since you're so good at all the basics, let's go to the next level. Let's take you a step further. He says, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. That's what, when the man was shaken, the young man was shaken. There's a very important nuance we have to notice in this passage. What is money? Money is treasure. Money is wealth. Money is control. Money is, is reputation. 
We put our treasure in these things that we purchase and these things that we have and these things that we've acquired. Jesus says to him something very important. He doesn't say, go sell your treasure. He says, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure. He tells him that the treasure that you think you have is actually not a treasure. You want to discover a treasure? You want to find a treasure? Get rid of that stuff that is getting in your way of finding the true treasure. So, here you have Jesus teaching the man who, at first, recognized him to be the good master. Therefore, if he's the good master, then he should at least follow his steps. So what, does, what happens to the young man? He was happy? No. He was sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Not that he had great treasures, because he didn't have any treasures. If, you know, some people say, this, you know, you see these lists, this person's net worth is, my worth is. And if all your worth is, is what you have in your bank, then you're not worth a whole lot. If that's your treasure, your treasure is something more important. And that's where Jesus challenges us, and that's the passage that shook me or um, really influenced me in my life, to search for our true treasure. If what the world tells us is so important is actually not a treasure, then we should be focusing on the real treasure. If what we work hard to gain our whole life is something that we will have to surrender within a few seconds, we might have to surrender it on our way home. Hopefully not. But we might have to surrender everything right away. Hopefully not, as I said. But that is the true treasure. He says, Jesus says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. This is not that wealth, having wealth, is a sin. It's that having wealth possess us, that is the sin. Having a sense of accomplishment in obtaining wealth to be greater than any of the other accomplishments that we have in life is a sin. This message was not just for the rich man, the rich young man in the gospel. It's for every one of us. Look at our wealth. Enjoy. First of all, enjoy what you've acquired. Be grateful for the fact that you have worked hard to get to where you are. But also realize that that is not your true value. If that is all you've been working for, or if that's what the younger ones think that that's what is going to get them to be happy, then they've missed the point. So this passage, the above lesson, this lesson that Jesus gives, on the relative importance of money, to be detached from the sense of the absolute importance of money and realize that that is only a tool and that should not blind us. I once heard uh, an analogy of somebody who had a penny and he said, put the penny far away from you. And when the penny is far away from you, you can see everyone around you. If I had a penny in my pocket. But then bring it close to you. Even a penny can blind you from the people around you. You'll be completely blinded by the little things that distract us from the big things. 
That's what Jesus focuses on today in this gospel, the relative importance of money. But even more important than that, the absolute importance, relative importance, absolute importance of being in a living relationship with Jesus. He didn't just say, go get rid of all your money and start again. He said, get rid of your money because you said you're, you're such a good person and come follow me, the relationship. That is the point. That is the purpose of our life. And this leads us to the third important lesson we've hopefully learned during this COVID time of slowing down is the absolute importance of faith in our life. Faith is more important than anything else. And St. Paul goes in a lot of detail explaining how faith is not just a personal and private thing. We live it in a family, and we live it in the, in the community of a church. He says, very importantly, I deliver to you as a first importance what I received. And what that tells us is even the time of the letters of St. Paul, there was the importance of tradition, of a core set of beliefs that were lived by a community even before the Bible was written its entirety, like the liturgy. Core set of beliefs that were lived and handed on from generation to generation. And at the heart of that belief is not the money that we acquire, but he says that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And not only that these things happened, but Jesus appeared, and then finally he appeared to me. Do you see the common theme? Jesus invites us to a relationship and a relationship that has been going on from the time of the apostles and, is, and continues, hopefully, in our life today. COVID has affected the wealthy and the poor. We may ask how much money someone has, but a virus doesn't care. The unique nature of the COVID situation we are in is that it has no borders, does not distinguish between color, race, ethnicity, or, fi or financial wealth. Everyone and anyone could have been infected, and everyone has been affected. Therefore, it has forced us to ask some important questions in our life. What do we value, and what is the value of what we are valuing? During these past few months, we should we would have been foolish to not at least think of the possibility of being infected. We all had and still have times of worry, but our faith needs to keep strong. Hopefully in addition to these times of trial and worry and concern, hopefully what has pulled us through and what will pull us through is our faith, our trust in God, are growing closer to each other and as, as a family, learning something we may not have known before. An extra time of reading the Bible, reading something spiritual, not wasting our time with other things. And hopefully that there is more value in the people around us than the things that we worked, we worked so hard to acquire. Unfortunately, we will have other challenges in our life. 
But what we have learned, what we are learning, and what we do, what we need to do to continue to learn will continue to determine how well we respond to these things. So these are the three things that I feel I have learned to be prepared for changes. That number two, regardless of how much or little money we have, family and relationships are far more important. And thirdly, the primary role that faith needs to have, a living faith needs to have in our life. That's why St. Paul tells us, for I deliver to you as a first importance what I also received. May we also live it and pass it on like he passed it on. And then Jesus says, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. So hopefully, unlike this young man who walked away, we will be able to continue to live our faith in joy, that we are not being deprived of extra comforts, but we are been given an opportunity to grow in our daily and living relationship with each other and with our Savior. Amen.